Hi everyone, uh, episode 25 of RBTV with Aaron Live. Uh, he owns, uh, operates and runs a record label called Sad for Life Records with some other dudes and uh, they're pretty cool, they do some pretty cool stuff. Um, he's a nice dude, so he, he wanted to come on the podcast and talk about everything he did. So I had him on and it's Ace. Uh, if you're in like, the music industry, record labels, or you're not, or you're just a creative um, or you just like hearing two lads from Borough figure out what they're doing with their lives, then uh, yeah, it's worth a listen. So I had a really nice chat with him. So yeah, cool. Uh, episode RBTV, episode 25. Enjoy. So who's, who's the wrestler who signed your record level then? Uh, Michael Kidd, and he's called. Yeah. He is, uh, calls himself Mickey Deathmatch. I don't right. know if you've heard of Deathmatches. They're like, what hard, like it used to be hardcore matches, isn't it? I don't yeah. know if you remember ECW back in the day, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Like, I know like, I've seen some documentaries and stuff of people smacking each other with ladders and yeah, like, like barbed wire wrapped around chairs and they shit. They just took it too far. We were really cartoony <laughs> hardcore and they were like, Ladders and chairs and the obvious ring bells and belts and stuff. Yeah. And occasionally someone would get cut and it would look really bad and more like worse than it should. Whereas ECW are like just hardcore. Every yeah. match was no rules. You didn't know what was going to happen. People were setting fire to each other. Some guy got crucified. Fucking hell. Kurt Angle's first day. <laughs> Kurt Angle's first day on the job at ECW. He was like, he come from Olympics. Yeah. And he was like, oh, ECW. Yeah, he was a, yeah, yeah, Olympic wrestler. He was he? meant to go out of the ring and he was backstage and he seen a guy getting crucified and was like, nope. <laughs> I'm gone. And then WWE signed him. But um, yeah, now they do death matches, which right. is like hardcore matches, but more brutal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah. over the top. I mean, these guys at Rise just hit themselves with light tubes and like <laughs> pans and stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's just absolutely brutal. So Sad for Life Records, your record label. Um, how did it come about? How how, how did you start? Um, there's I used to work at Head of Steam in Norton. All right, uh, which a little bar in Norton. Yeah, yeah. If you know, but you know it. Um, and there's a guy there called Sam who worked there, and he was a chef. And one day I was just washing up, and it was a busy shift on Saturday, so I hid, hid in the kitchen to wash up and <laughs> pretended like I was really busy in there. And uh, we ended up just chatting about music and stuff, and I'd right. mentioned how I'd been in bands for years. And, I mean, he's a bit younger than me. Yeah. And he'd mentioned how he wanted to be in a band, and he was a guitarist and stuff. So I said, let's just jam. Let's yeah. just get together and jam. And we did, and it was good. Do you know, it was just... We only did a couple of sessions in my garage and it was like guitar and bass and it, yeah. you know, we just got to grips of playing with each other. Like um and then kept talking about and talking about it, and every time we had a conversation it was about music and where can we take this? Let's start a band, let's see what we can do. And then with the other chef we work with, Dale Husband, who is a local singer songwriter. I know Dale very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we took full responsibility for ruining Dale's life, by the way. Yeah. When he joined Rich, he was like, he was a lovely, lovely young lad. Yeah. yeah. And then we, um, first gig with him, we took him in the van, we took him to Kendall. And he like, I don't know if he was trying to impress us or we just like <laughs> unleashed Dale, but he necked a bottle of wine on the way to the gig. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, it was thrown up out the window, like fully like. Well, that's good because that's what all heel turn songs are about. So <laughs> <laughs> it worked, it's, like, it's come full circle now. Yeah. And yeah, so I stopped doing your text talking about Dale there. I no, just no, we um, so got Dale involved in the band and yeah. we put out a message for a drummer online and just a couple of months before, a guy called Josh started following me on Instagram and I followed him back and he just yeah. posted real tight like video clips of him playing drums right. and just sort of formed that. We didn't really know what it was going to become and then we booked a gig before we'd even practised and like just thought, let's just be daft with it and let's see what yeah. happens. And we just enjoyed it. And I'm not saying we're the, the, the greatest band, I'm not saying anything good has come of it yet anyway. 
Um, from that spouted the next conversation between me and Sam of going, when we come to release some music, yeah. how do we release it? And yeah. I, through being in Bilingual a few years ago, uh, we published our own music through uh, AWOL, right. our publishers in, in London, and um, sort of have some contacts there, sort of like at least start a conversation with them yeah. about you know publishing the next, the next thing. Um, so, you know, we, we mentioned that and we mentioned how, how cool would it be if we started a label and, you know, how would we go about that? What would yeah. that entail? And then there was also a guy at Head of Steam working called Callum who just loves music. Right. He's a bit of an older guy, a bit older than us both. He's not say older, like he's 60, he's like 32 or something. He would kill me <laughs> if he didn't say that. But he, he, um, he's just got more of a sensible, mature brain on him. That's okay, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, me and Sam used to just have ideas for, for days and Callum's like this real level-headed bloke yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean who's done it all he's started brands he's, he's yeah he runs a printing company okay oh, he's been involved in a printing company sorry uh, so we have access to like printing merch and stuff right and we were just like right this is a this is an idea yeah let's do it and me and sam one day we just went like that's it yeah we're going to start a record label we sort of forced ourselves to uh create a launch night get um i mean at this point it was only heel turn on the label yeah but we just sort of wanted to see the dynamics of what it takes to really start. Yeah. We went to Leeds one day and we went to see people talk about how to start an independent label. Yeah. And we just really got involved and put our heads down and um, thought about it really more, yeah. than, more than we did anything. It feels like the time like we did loads. Do you know what I mean? But I think looking <laughs> back, we probably spent four months just talking about what we're going to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, the idea was never... Because anyone now can publish music. You yeah, can, you can do it yourself as a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Which is it's the beauty thing. of it, isn't it? Unbelievable, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, how do you start a record label? Because what 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 are you really helping a band do? Yeah. So obviously, I've been a promoter now for about ten years, booking independent gigs and stuff, and it's really just started to pay off. Yeah. Um, but we sort of wanted to incorporate that into the label. So let's you know book and promote gigs. Um, let's book and promote the bands much yeah. more than other labels do. Um, independent or major. Um, you know, let's promote everything they do. If they get radio play, let's talk about it on the labels, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, put it in the press releases, and it's really help bands much more than just release the music. Yeah. Um, and we just sort of had this really good idea, and then ran with it more than more than anything. Uh, we wanted to do networking events, yeah. which we now do. Sad social. We've only yeah. at this point we've only held two. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's helped a lot because we've introduced musicians to promoters and magazines and anyone and everyone that they hadn't met before. Yeah, and that was just exciting for us because whether they're working with the label or not, we were watching the ideas of the label play out with people that we'd never met before. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We just formed relationships for through Sad Social. Yeah, and then watching other relationships form is just really exciting for us. It's people that don't necessarily ever want to make money from it. Don't get me wrong, in an ideal world, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we know we're not living in that world, and we're quite happy with our day jobs. Yeah. Um, we, you know, it's it's nice to see that relationships can form and that we can at least do something better with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that was that's just really exciting for us. And, uh, I mean, we've only been going about a year now. Right. And I've only just realised that, you know, we need to be more vocal about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, there's a notion that we'll probably get back to at some point down the line, Callum's currently training to be a counsellor okay. um, professionally, and there's a notion that you know he wants to put that into Sad for Life, and we do counselling sessions through Sad for Life. Yeah, for musicians um, that might be struggling on too. Yeah, or, yeah, or, and, yeah, and yeah. or people that might never been in, like might be into music, but have never gotten into 
being in a band or anything. Uh-huh. You know, it could be anyone and everyone. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. You know, we need to sort those logistics out. But I really like that idea that as much as we're releasing music of not just bands anymore, mm-hmm. like bands that are friends anymore, sorry, we're releasing music of further spread bands that are taken serious and helping them get to the next level of their career yeah. as much as we're helping a local community and the the independent music community in general yeah it really needs a help like a helping hand i think yeah because the, there's a worry now and i don't think anyone's really conscious of it that you know music isn't accessible really at primary school level and yeah kid level and whatever else and for me, I wouldn't be into music and I wouldn't be into all this if my family wasn't when I was growing up. Right. And I don't know many people that are too different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Someone grew up with someone around them. And I think in music now, because you can publish your own music, it's it's a scary leap from publishing your own music to going to a label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like independent labels and at least exposing independent labels and what they can do is important because it, it makes it less scary for bands to get started. Yeah. And it's less intimidating for a band to get started and go, well, yeah. the only level we've got is labels. You know, There needs to be a middle ground there where yeah. there is an independent label that can publish your songs and help you get photo shoots and help you do press releases and promote your gigs and promote your radio play, yeah. send your songs to radio and do all of those things so that it just seems easier than it should. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, from yeah. being in bands years ago, they were publishing their own music putting booking their own gigs out of town and worrying that we're going to turn up playing no one or turn up playing to 100 people some days mm-hmm. and not really knowing what the next day was going to entail and working four-hour shifts yeah that you know just to just to help us drive to the next place and because we didn't have time to work more than four hours but also we needed money to pay for yeah, the trips yeah, yeah. to sunderland or leeds or whatever um studio time and stuff as studio well. time yeah, yeah yeah it all it all comes into play and it's scary and i think as a label Regardless of what other independent labels are doing or what, what what they want to do, what's really important for us at Side for Life is that we help people understand that we are here to do something for you. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean, yeah. If, if it's advice, whether it's doing all of your work because you're not very good at anything but sitting in a, in a studio and sounding good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we want to be that middle ground between starting a band and hopefully what becomes yeah. a, a major major thing of creating a career out of music. Yeah, it's nice because. Now, it, it's not necessarily like the best music or the best musicians are going to get out there because you also have to be the best promoter. Like, yeah, the, the beauty like, of social media is that you can get everything out there, but the people that are best at social media might not necessarily be the best oh, musicians or artists or bands. Yeah. Some of them might be, but some of them aren't. And well, they're, 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 they're like a leap ahead, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. And it's funny because, like, I remember once when I was, when I was in Bilingual, um, we were, we, I think we were somewhere in like Manchester, and the, the, the drummer Stephanos is like loveliest guy in the world. Yeah. But his attitude is like, I mean, it's 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 almost like a a gimmick. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. like a bad attitude, but not in like a not in a, not slagging off. Love the guy a bit. Yeah. But it's like he has that bad attitude where he'll slag someone off or say something bad about someone, and probably mean it. Yeah. But, um, it's just honest, and it's 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 cool head to have around, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, one day someone was like, "Oh, so what? You know, what do you do in the band?" I can't remember what it was, whether we're getting interviewed or what. Uh-huh. And he said that he was the drummer, George was the guitarist, Dylan was the, the singer rapper, and that I was good at social media. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That is really true. I play like four notes, and I'm just good at promoting, <laughs> I guess. But I mean, luckily I've got that because not a lot of musicians do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, growing up. Being 12 to 15 I was like oh that's it I'm going to play on stadiums and you know I'm going to play 
the best festivals in the world. I'm going to be a mint musician because I'm starting now and I've got a head start. Yeah. And then I just never got better than playing Blink-182 songs in my bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's fine, I guess, because yeah. at least I could bring something to the world of music, I guess. Yes. Like, even, yeah, if, it's, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if we never get further than we get now, at least what I'm doing has a positive notion, like yeah. a positive message. It's got um, some impact. Yeah, and it, it's helping at least one person or one band. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. I think that's the most important thing for us as a label and the reason we do what we do yeah. is to promote as much as it is to, I don't want to say sell music because I don't think we're in it to sell music. Yeah. If we can promote a band and put music out for a band enough to get them noticed on a level greater than us, greater than we'll ever be, then we're doing our jobs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just helping spread that message. Yeah. Do you think that by... Because obviously bilingual got to like a, a certain level. I know Dylan's doing really well now. Um, do you think that kind of like being in bilingual and, and doing all that like has helped you a little bit? And like, like it's like a bit of life experience under your belt. So now when like a fresh band comes, sound cool, but they have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, like how yeah. to Oh, one hundred percent. I see the same signs that I I went through myself. Yeah, as bilingual. It, it scared I think bilingual scared me into working harder right. with whatever I was doing whether it was yeah. music or at work because we put a lot into bilingual and we probably could have put more into bilingual to yeah. be further than we were because by the time we had our last gig we sold out the West Garth right. and we would have done that even if it wasn't our last gig that was a part of a tour that we had planned but just by chance got cancelled because right. we didn't want to be a band anymore so yeah, yeah. we not going to it but yeah. we ended up doing that as our last gig and selling out and I was like we would have been at that level at yeah. that point anyway but that had taken us like four years which is why we'd split it up essentially yeah. do you know what I mean and it was like man that's that's a real reality hit do you know what I mean yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. seeing Dylan do well and seeing the guys in Swears Stephanos and George yeah. do as well as they are and you know myself now we're inside for life and knowing that, that it's, it's getting better every day and yeah. we're doing like better every day so like if we had all of this knowledge and all this experience at a young age or even just someone over us saying with a bit more experience yeah saying this is what you should be doing, this is a bit of help for you, a yeah, bit yeah, of advice, yeah. then we probably would have gotten there a lot quicker and mm-hmm. might have been a band a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of grateful that we weren't because now Dylan is doing as well as he is and he yeah. might not have got that yeah, far with yeah, yeah. But obviously it's bittersweet because we, we did do so well and it was the best years of our lives. Yeah. And we first experience of being in a band and touring and, and playing live and being on the road with mates and meeting new, new people. It was yeah. all dead exciting. Yeah. And I think we got we got swallowed up in that and because we were then surrounded by that the other things that take a little bit more time and a bit more precision like the promoting and the producing the best music possible yeah fell behind yeah 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 you know like if you've got a label sort of dictating things not necessarily dictating but like at least looking over you and giving you advice then you're not just going to rush to get a song out yeah you know the label's going to be like no that's not good enough let's you know let's get a better mask let's get a better mix on it yeah Uh, whereas we got to a point where we'd released music and then it had been a year since and we had a tour coming up and we were, we almost like rushed uh-huh. into the studio and came out with the worst sounding recording right, we had okay. and then rushed back into the studio to get better recordings in time for the tour, we're pay loads of money yeah. for something that never came out and it, it just it was just a harsh reality Yeah. and I think that definitely helps in yeah, the sense yeah, yeah. that I learned what was right and what was wrong and what could be done better yeah. And what could be what you could beat by being one step ahead of it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a cruel music. It's, it's a cruel career path. <laughs> no matter what choice you yeah, take. Yeah. It's not easy. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, drummer, yeah. drummer, singer, promoter. It's not an easy career path yeah. at any level. 
But if there's people around you that can make it easier, then it's just better for everyone, isn't it? It, yeah, like, it yeah, lasts yeah. longer and it's more positive. Yeah. So yeah. It's nice. We, we had like a really, really weird experience with our record label. We signed, um, I won't say them out loud, but <laughs> anybody who gave a shit about race will know what we mean, because um, it was quite obvious who we signed to. But they were like, they were like anti like doing new stuff. Yeah. Because they'd kind of, we put, we put our EP out and then they were like, we want to sign you. We want to like re-release your EP. And we were like, all right. It, it'd been out like a month. So they were like, oh, we need you to like build the hype and like, and all this. And we were like, the hype's gone. Like, the, yeah. Um, but anyway, they paid to print and press loads of CDs and loads of merch. And didn't sell any because we'd already sold them all. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was already on iTunes and Spotify. And I think they're still getting the license from Spotify at the minute, which is a bugbear of mine. But fucking, I don't think anyone's listening, so yeah, it's all right. You yeah. know what I mean? Anyway, um, yeah. So then, so we were like, right, we want to put some new music out, and they were so hung up on like recouping the money on the last EP that they were just they put the brakes on it completely and were like, no, like don't put out because we Charlton would get like really excited and write a riff and he'd put a teaser online and like I did it like a little video with like some fucking horrible visuals to it or whatever because we were a death metal band and yeah, like yeah. they'd be like taken down straight away you know what I mean and they were just like the opposite of progression and we were like fucking hell like yeah, we can't, can't build hyper on something yeah we, end, we ended up like the, the contract was just like I mean I've got the official email somewhere but it was like null and void basically because yeah. they were like let's just step like they were like let's just cut our losses with this band because they're not listening and we were like we don't fucking want to like pay any attention to you you know what i mean but the label themselves had been bought by like a big american conglomerate who had like they had this fucking like in our list of like big acts on it but they also had like fucking porn stars and stuff on there yeah. like weird as so it all get, gets lost in translation though doesn't yeah. it like how do they then go well we've got this death metal band that yeah have they, they had other death metal bands on yeah, as well yeah. it's just like it was just super strange and like it's not it's not the reason we broke up but like no it, but it doesn't help it, it, does it, it plays, it, it plays yeah, into the mindset yeah, yeah. doesn't it when it's almost like people are taking the reason to carry on away from you yeah do you know what I mean that's what I'm scared of is as a, I mean as a label we give our artists 100% of anything they make for music. Yeah. You know, the, the deal we have in, in very openly public by telling people this is that we make money off merch. Right. But the money we make off merch goes back into the next merch release for the band uh-huh. with the idea of that's how promotion works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm not going to go into figures or anything, but for Tall Talker, for example, we release their T-shirts. Yeah. They sell them at the shows. We sell them online, whatever. The money, the profit we make off that, the money we spent on the original release goes back in our pockets. Yeah. The profit on that then goes towards the next release. Wicked. And whether that takes more money out of our pockets or not, that's fine. But anything yeah, they yeah. make on digital players, uh, they get. Okay. And we'll send them um, copies of uh, forms and stuff that say how much you know the due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Direct from the publisher, not from not from us. Um, and then they can sell physical CDs at the shows if they want, and anything yeah. they need a hand with, you know, if they struggle financially to. Which to every put band out, does. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If they struggle financially to put out physical releases, the three of us at Sad for Life can put our heads together and go, right, how can we fund? Yeah. This, how can we fund that? How can we make it worth it? And we don't mind paying some something out of our wage, knowing that we're going to make it back. Yeah. And more to then pay for the next step of Tall Talker's career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And maybe one day we'll make money yeah. and make profit on top of the next release, but. At the minute, we don't really care as much as yeah. we don't like. 
we don't want to, we don't want more than that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because we just want to see people wearing our merch, want to see people talking about our bands, want to yeah. see radios playing our bands' music, and we want to see our bands playing good gigs. Yeah, which is the most important thing for us as music fans running a label. Yeah, which is. Um. So that's that's really, really the the ethos of yeah. So like it's almost don't forget where we came from and yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't screw anyone over don't fuck anyone over because we've all been there yeah Callum's an unbelievably talented musician right a singer guitarist I have no doubt he could probably play drums if he wants to <laughs> I, I don't know if he does he probably does yeah yeah but um and obviously he's now not that I don't think that's anywhere in his dream do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as it probably was one, day, one time yeah and uh, Sam good musician part of Hill Turn but with Sad for Life it gives us that option to live that dream through other bands as well. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. If, if, if Tall Talk or Morrow get picked up by a major label, we're never going to stand in the way. Yeah, of course. And yeah. we can just take the glory from going, I hope we did something to help that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that, that for us, is, as yeah. music fans, is just the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. And even kind of, I mean, I don't, obviously don't know the lads in Tall Talk or whatever, but like, they'll never forget that. And it like, yeah. it'll come back around like karmically, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you know being able to say and I know this isn't the end game or the point by any means but like you know say they get picked up by Sony like that's such a good feather in your cap for oh, sad yeah. for life to, to, to grow that you know what I mean to say like it just takes us to go to the next band that we fell in love with and go our last band look what they're doing now yeah. you know what I mean and yeah 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 that's the I don't want to say bittersweet because it helps you know yeah it, yeah, it yeah, keeps yeah, the, yeah it keeps the world going around the world yeah. of music going around do you know and it's I mean, even now, the the level of band. I mean, Tall Talk and now are getting played on BBC Six, and you know, they, they, they get good gigs when they do get gigs, yeah. and the merch looks good. The the quality of tracks they're releasing is top quality. Yeah, and the fact that we get to say that we are involved, even just by having their name attached to ours, is yeah. just unbelievable. Like, yeah. again, as a music fan, it's like I'm so there's a lot of self pride, not just yeah. for me, but for the label in that. Yeah, and saying that music that I would otherwise listen to anyway is something I'm putting out to the world and helping the world here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. just so anyway, exciting. So, yeah. I didn't realise until a couple of weeks ago a few people called me a nerd and it really started to hit home that I'm probably <laughs> just a massive music nerd that just really likes music Yeah. and just wants it to carry on being a thing Yeah. Uh, on every, on every yeah, level, yeah, yeah. you know, starting yeah. at local, so... It's passion, isn't it? Yeah. And that, that was, again, like, race is, like, a frame of reference of mine, so I'll half on about them, but, like... We were very aware, like quite early on, because barring Dill, the rest of us had all been in bands for a long time that had had like moderate success, or at least been through the ringer a bit. So we knew kind of like what to expect and like how to present ourselves. And like yeah. we spent a little bit extra on our recordings than perhaps other local bands did. Yeah, we yeah. took a bit more time with our merch designs and like utilized the fact that Ray is an incredible artist. Yeah, but he, he could draw, but then he couldn't like you know, like digitally, like make it up. So we'd yeah. like work on that and worked on the graphic design and the logos and stuff for the band. And, and that all comes with experience. Like had we had all that experience, well, one of the reasons we kind of like fell by the wayside was age. You know, yeah. like had rates been started like five or six, seven years earlier, We'd have, we'd have cracked on because it's 16 you can you yeah, know what I mean yeah, like you can just room, go isn't there to learn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you can literally go to uni and just go 
I'm gonna go to uni, like fudge through my course and be in a band. You, you know, yeah. like, like my focus is being on a band, but I've got three years here to really fucking like have a go at. Yeah, you can do that. But you, you don't have that experience, like that experience that you do have. Then you know what I mean. It just yeah. leads to all that. It's like a weird catch twenty two. Or it was for us because we had all the experience, but we we just got to the point where we were too old and fucking burnt out. You just feel too old, don't you? Like yeah. Sometimes of hill turn. I mean, I enjoy what I'm doing with hill turn. Again, we're not the greatest band in the world, but we have the right mindset in that we want to be booking our own festivals and we yeah. want to be putting out music that we think is daft. Yeah. Like, not in like a bad way. We're not going out and going, let's record really bad music, but it's almost like, sometimes I feel like, how much can we get away with here? Do you know, like, <laughs> why, like people really like us, so it, that spares us on not to get any better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As daft yeah, as yeah. that sounds, because I don't yeah. think any of us are under any impression that we're going to get any further than, you know, local people right. caring okay. about us more than anyone else does, which is yeah. totally fine for us. Um, but when we put gigs on, people walk away going, oh, you're my new favourite band and stuff. And we're like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> not not doing that typical band thing of going, no, we're not any good. But genuinely, we are not any good. <laughs> like, you know, we, we could have like we could have applied ourselves as musicians. We're, we're probably all better than we are as a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing's made us go, we need to get better. Yeah. You know, other than like, we need better recordings is one thing we've said, but that's right. not us needing to get better. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah. The studio and needs to be a bit better yeah. than a house. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, it's, just, a, it's just a lot of fun. And I think being at the age I'm at now, it's like, I mean, I'm 26 now, like even though I look 12 or whatever, but it's like being 26, it's when when's too old to be playing music and throw myself around on stage. Yeah. But Never is the answer Yeah, that. yeah, but exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you do feel it. Yeah. And you, like sometimes I'm looking at Sam and Sam's 21 and when I was 21 in bilingual, I was like, throw myself off amps and standing on amps and <laughs> going away with whiplash and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever else and watching Sam do that is like man this guy's proper enjoying himself and why can't I just fucking do that and accept <laughs> that this might never go anywhere but we're doing something good yeah yeah so yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. fucking let's just do that and just enjoy it enjoy yeah. that moment I think that in terms of like you're saying like people like coming away from it and saying like fucking I'm my new favourite band and that I think a lot of people there's, there's so much there's probably so much posturing in the world especially online that like it, it's refreshing for people to like watch yeah. people like put themselves out there in 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 a situation where it's very tempting to to, to be completely up your own ass and yeah. be super like serious and like pay close attention to how you dress and how your band presents themselves yeah, you yeah. know what i mean and make sure your fucking hair is perfect and, and like when you see something the opposite end of that it's probably, it's probably refreshing for yeah. people and they're like oh, oh fuck this band is just like 100% I mean we carry that through with the label as well um, like we were very self aware yeah. that if we ever start taking ourselves too serious and we ever start like you know we, if we did start making money off it and we did become bigger than a small label and yeah. an independent local label then the last thing I want to do is stop wearing the shit clothes I'm wearing and like stop like caring about the things I care about on the small level, like local bands and yeah. stuff, and stop going to local gigs because that's what gives me that passion. Yeah, is seeing other passionate people from the ground up. But what is really scary, and a lot of bands are now aware of coming into being a band, is that all eyes are on you from the start. Yeah, like years ago, it was no one knew who you were until you were famous. Yeah, now everyone knows every gig you've played from the second you become a band to the second you stop being a band, no matter yeah, what level yeah, you get yeah. to. Because all you need to do is go on Facebook and scroll down. Yeah. And you can see what bands used to wear to what they wear now, what they used to be called to what they're called now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they used to sound like. And 
if you even even if you wipe the internet of all of your material, it's going to be somewhere. Yeah, someone's if it's got been that. on there once, it's yeah, there, yeah. isn't it? Someone's yeah, someone's got that first demo. Yeah, it's scary because a lot of bands get scared in into being a polished product before they even pick a band name. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. But I learned from being in school, starting a band with Sean Patterson that you might know. Yeah, I know Sean. Yeah, I was, yeah, in, yeah, I was yeah. in the band with him. He was. <laughs> a funny story about Sean yeah, I'm just going to share he, uh, he was in the air above me at school right? and he was a fan of my brother's band Yeah. and when I started school in year 7 no, he was in 2 years above me sorry he was in year 9 I was in year, when I started year 7 and my brothers are in the air above 2 years above him so my brother finished when I started Yeah. and Sean Patterson was a fan of my brother's band Right. so it came to me one of my first days in school I'm like you're Sean Lives brother aren't you I was like yeah <laughs> And he was like, oh my God, yeah, like, I think he's class, unbelievable guitars. I've got the same guitar strap. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to play in my band. And I was like, don't play anything. He was like, yeah. well, no one plays bass. You need a bass. So that was my decision. That, that becoming was a bass this year. Right. Sean Patterson's to blame for probably all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Now he's knocking out dodgy tattoos. It's yeah. I'm always joking. He's unbelievable, unbelievable tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, uh, stuff gets to start. I started playing drums because... Um, this lad who was I was friends with at the time, I, f- I fell out with him at some point during secondary school. He absolutely loved the Buff- Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? And uh, yeah, in it, yeah, yeah. This was a while ago, and um, <laughs> he really wanted to learn like the opening, like song on drums. And then like drum lessons came about. He like hounded the music department to start like a new section of drum lessons, and they said, right, find somebody else, because all the all the like music lessons had to take. Had to be in pairs. Right, okay. Um, something to do with funding. Make it worthwhile at the time, probably, so that, yeah. So pay, pay mm-hmm. one guy to teach two teach people. Teach two people. Long time. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, do you want to learn to play drums? And I was like, I'm not doing anything else. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. And then after about six months, he was like, fuck this, it's too hard. And I was like, oh, like my mind had just like exploded. I'd always been into music. Like you said, like my, my dad, yeah, for me, yeah. was always like, always listening to like St. Lizzie and Metallica and stuff. So, it was there and I, I would have learned to play any instrument I reckon by like some point but if this lad hadn't like really been obsessed with Buffy Vampire Slayer and lived around the corner from me like I, yeah I might not did be he, sitting here now did well he ever learn no and he tried as well because our drum teacher was like yeah it's, yeah it's a bit of a tune like we'll figure it out and he could play it but it's I don't know if you're aware of it but it's like it's rapid it's like a really yeah, really fast yeah. punk song and like the, the, the snare at the start alone when we first started was like like I'll, I'll never be able to play that so yeah I think it's a dentist or something now it's just like mint yeah <laughs> <laughs> Buffy the vampire so he's like he's literally t- like slaying vampire's teeth yeah 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 probably Fucking not well probably not literally but <laughs> if, if there's a vampire around he knows about it yeah but yeah but then you got like yeah so like if that hadn't happened then like how the fuck would I have ended up here yeah yeah, yeah it's mad isn't it and I often like I often forget that level of stuff enough like I used to get snuck into gigs when I was like yeah because my brothers are in a punk band and they used to play for the company what they called uh, verbally withdrawn ah uh, yeah i played some gigs with verbally withdrawn yeah. a long time ago yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah well um i mean they they played the crypt the yeah. town hall and that those my favorite gigs but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. i shouldn't be saying that because they were 18 plus gigs a lot of the time and like <laughs> my dad used to put me under his shirt yeah and like walk with like his legs further <laughs> apart and wait until there was a queue at the door to like oh, no. walk in like this yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then like rush me in and then he'd shove me to the front and then go in the mosh pits. Right. And that was my memories of being being a kid. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And music. And I was like, I should be shit scared of 
got the kegs and being in bands because of that but like <laughs> because it was like a, a faith against barriers and stuff like yeah. that big and everyone else in the room was twice my size yeah but it was just like I don't know just watching it at a DIY level that never went past being DIY it's the only thing that's ever stayed exciting to me okay. do you know what I mean like that is mad like exciting my, my cousin was in a band called Dustin's Bar Mitzvah uh, they were based yeah, in London heard of them as well yeah and they played Teesside a couple of times and we went to uh, Middlesbrough Music Live as it was then. They played Jumping Jacks. Yeah. And the night before, they, oh, stayed, yeah. they stayed at my house. And we went in the van the next day that had no tax on it. They had a door missing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and there's me, my mum, my, one of my brothers, just on the way with loads of sleeping bags in the back where some of the band were still asleep in the, in the back yeah. of the van. Turning up to Jumping Jacks at like 11am for loading. And they were sneaking us into the back of the thing, and I was just like, oh my God, as a kid, this is like, this is... Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah. in that room might have turned out to be nobody. But yeah. at the time, it was just musicians and DIY music and punk bands and just things that didn't exist in my life until then. Yeah. And then have never not existed since then. Yeah. And I, like, to this day, like, if I'm stood backstage with a band or if I'm getting a band load in, um, you know, if I'm watching bands load in, sometimes I like to just stand back and, like, think this is mad like yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. I've, I've seen this since I was like 10 yeah and it still excites me and I don't think anything else other than wrestling for some reason <laughs> has that like sensibility in my life yeah and it's like it's so cool that I am creating something for myself and for other people to sort of keep that feeling alive yeah I'm not saying that I'm the only one I'm not saying that it would exist if I wasn't here obviously it would everywhere yeah. around the world but it's so exciting for me to help get people into that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see people get excited about things for the first time, whether they're 20 or whether they're 10. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's just, it's mint to just be involved in. And yeah. I'm finally, finally in a job where I get to make money yeah. through doing that, which is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it means the world. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it feels worth it as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of times yeah. you question, is this worth it? Have I been living like a fake, have I been dream whole life you know yeah. working towards something that doesn't exist yeah yeah, so yeah it's nice to finally know that that does exist and there is a message to spread that if you put if you apply yourself and you really bring the best out of your work and your your efforts then it will happen for you yeah like eventually it will. yeah it'll pay off in in some way and that's just what we're trying to spread i guess yeah and it's um i mean i mentioned before we started filming that we've uh, we've just been well, we've been in contact with the Northern School. Well, the Northern School of Art have been in contact with us. Yeah. Which is the most bizarre side of that. <laughs> because w- somehow Sad for Life is now in the education system. Like, even if it's just for one module and, and it never gets used again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it's just unbelievable. The the illustration student and, uh, students at Northern School of Art are doing a module based around Sad for Life yeah. right, right now. And that just doesn't make sense in my brain. Because this started at Head of Steam and Norton as a yeah. daft idea ran through my bedroom for the best part of the year yeah and never in a million years was the intention to end up in an art school yeah yeah no yeah, yeah. but that's helping us spread that message you know we yeah. get to when we finally get to meet the students we get to say to them you know we get to tell them that positive message that you know whether you're an artist whether you're a musician whether you've just started whether you've been doing it for 10 years no matter yeah. what your passion is you're doing it because you're passionate and if you stick to it if you really apply yourself and you really create something for yourself then something will come of it and there's more to it than just doing it at a college level yeah and, yeah, you yeah. Know, the, the next step i mean we've 
we had the idea of doing like a collab event with the college yeah. where the, the module ends with this collab event um, where we book the bands. We do all that like the behind the scenes scary mm -hmm. work and we get those guys to create the the promotional material. So yeah. the graphics, the flyers, the posters, the logos, whatever. And their material gets used to promote it as much as it gets displayed in the evening. Yeah. So it shows people that you know there's more avenues to go down than just creating art that gets shown and display at, at events. You know, like Skill. art specific yeah, events. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's just it's just exciting to be able to actually go to people who are still in the process and mindset of learning. Yeah. And sort of catch them early and say, "This is our message." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how we want you to be involved in this. How you can just be involved more yeah. yourself. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, because like thinking about it, um, like at, at about. 16, 17, I joined a band in the lads that were like a few years older than me. So like I ended up playing like some bigger gigs and stuff and like one of the lads was a graphic designer so he did the flyers and stuff. So I've got like a lot of experience into like into that like DIY world, like quite young. But I guess if you don't get that exposed to you and you're like, I want to put a gig on, you're a bit like, like where the fuck do I start? You don't know, you know it what exists. I mean? I'm still to this day mesmerised by the amount of people that like if I tell one of my mates and get into a gig for free, how some of them are like, oh my god, can you? Like, it's literally just me putting your name on a door. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not right down and like people are so blown away by the fact yeah. that there, like, there isn't that much sort of behind the scenes of sort of more yeah, your DIY yeah, yeah. gigs and stuff. That there isn't much yeah. more than a guy got like emailing a band, paying them some money, getting them to play in a venue. Yeah, yeah obviously yeah, yeah. there is a little bit more, but yeah, the bare bones of it. Yeah, that's that is it, and it's it's like people are so blown away by the fact that that exists. Yeah, and it's like as good as that is, and you do need that sense of excitement. I also want to just expose the fact that it isn't that scary. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause yeah, that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing is I don't want people to fear. They'd be, be put off by trying. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's a scary world, man, and it's like where do I start being abandoned? And there's the other thing of not all musicians start when they're 15, 16. I know people that are picking up instruments now in the, yeah. the mid-20s for the first time and it's like, oh, I just want to learn to play in my bedroom but you're only saying that because you're 25. Yeah. You, you would love to be in a band. Do you know, that's, yeah, that's, what, yeah, yeah. that's what you want to say. In the back of their head, they're probably thinking, yeah. oh, like, uh, yeah, you, it's weird, isn't it? Because when you get older and you start learning like new skills and stuff, yeah, you think. You wonder how how can I apply that to my life? You know, this yeah, is what yeah, I actually yeah. know is working in a yeah. call center or whatever that job may be. Do yeah. you know what I mean? How can I actually go out and do something new and different? And you probably look at a seventeen-year-old kid who has been playing for five or six years, who's miles better than you, yeah. which is fine. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but it like skill levels all over. It freezes you a little bit, and you're like, oh fuck! Like, how do I even start? And it's yeah, you, you feel so far behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. In yeah. actual fact, twenty-five. Like, well, we're all gonna live till we're fucking hundred fifty or something now, aren't we? Like, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's just make it as accessible as possible. Yeah. Let's, I'm not saying that said life's ever gonna turn into a school, but if we can, <laughs> if we could be involved with someone like the Northern School of Art, and it might not necessarily be musicians, but artists, it's a form of art. Yeah. Something we're just as passionate about making, you know, export like sending out to the world and showing. People, different people's different skills to the, to the world to the creative world and and further and really creating a fan base for certain people and certain things mm -hmm. then you know it's it's exciting for us that we get to do that at a college level yeah and have that that even if it's one day and we never get invited back yeah <laughs> to speak to college students and say this is what you can do this yeah. is what we do and this is who we are and this is all that we are you know we are yeah. three lads that are winging it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, coming off really well for it yeah 
like we're, the, 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 the stuff we're getting from it is, is just, whether it, it turns out being a career or a life experience, it's the most exciting, some of the most exciting days now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, bilingual was mad exciting all the time. You know, we'd, we'd get booked for new gigs, we'd turn up to new venues, meet new people, and it was just constant excitement. Yeah. Play to new people, get different reactions, and hear our music on radios, hear our music on, on online, on different YouTube videos. And yeah. It was, just, it was just nuts. And now to live that in a different sense and watch, you know, take the glory from seeing people that you're promoting. Mm-hmm. It's just mint. <laughs> like it's just class that that can still exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to sort of expose that world to more people. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's yeah. that's the point of our networking events and the point yeah. of being able to go to college and the point of having a voice. You know, I think sad for life. If anything, it's created a voice for us that's more than just us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As people and Aaron Life, Sam Downs and, and Callum Armstrong preaching to someone about music and how good independent music is doesn't mean as much as sad for life records doing yeah that. do you know what i mean there's yeah, a sense yeah, of confidence yeah. behind it and there's yeah. a sense of achievement behind what sad for life records have managed to do yeah and we we, we want to use that for the for the better yeah. of, of music in general i think as cool. much as for the label and for the people involved in it yeah so, so that's, um, that's just exciting what's the plan moving forward what you got coming up um really like we've got so much planned like that we're really don't know what's going to happen because just last week I did another podcast at York Uni. All right. And in the midst of that, I got an email asking if I wanted to go to Unconvention, which is like the biggest music convention for independent music bodies, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in the country. Okay. Uh, it's lottery funded. It's got like, it's just mad. The, the yeah. Start at 9am on a Thursday and Friday and it finishes at 11pm both days. There's gigs involved, there's seminars, there's meet and greets, there's lunch, <laughs> like there's everything you could imagine and you could want from a, a yeah. networking event essentially. And we've been invited to that as guests. Okay. And there's people like Louder Than War. Yeah. You know, there's, there's bands like Kamikaze Girls who we're massive fans of and it's just mint that we get to be around that. Yeah. And we get to spend a day there doing that. Yeah. Um, so like that's just an example of we could be doing one thing and we're getting invited to another thing or we're getting different messages yeah. about new, new ideas. So I think disregarding the fact that anything could happen any day and I might be speaking too soon before this is released but at this point we have um, Healapalooza coming up which is a music festival the first festival we're booking yeah we've branded it through Heel Turn just because we have that daft sense with an audience that almost like we'll we can do what we want attitude you know like Sad for Life's much more strict version of that yeah Heel Turn's much more we'll see what the fuck we want yeah we'll, yeah, we'll upset yeah, yeah. whoever we want get away with you know, a bit more yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's that attitude of Heel Turn so we're bringing that to the festival by calling it Heel the Palooza and yeah. branding it through Heel Turn and we're not in no means headlining that festival at all I doubt we'll even open but <laughs> <laughs> that's really exciting we've just had the headliners confirmed and I can I can finally say that we've got a band called Sick Joy from okay. Newcastle yeah you know, yeah like yeah. I think they're going to be the next big thing right. anyway, and that's why we've sort of brought them in. Wicked. Living in Brighton now, on tour with D-Mob Happy, but they're right. going to be headlining that day. Wicked. And then there's a few other bands that I probably can't mention yet, but okay. obviously just the, the typical thing, keep yeah, an eye yeah, out yeah. for it, follow so it. So they've Facebook. been announced, if this goes out, you're not going to get in any shit? Yeah, it's, it, they're announced on the 15th. Okay. <laughs> so if it's before then, then this is the official announcement. Right, okay, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just not tell the management. But yeah. either way, that's, that's just mad exciting. Um, obviously we've got the Northern School of Art thing we're doing a collaboration event with them yeah. at Bears Camp on the 8th of May yeah don't quote me on that I think it's the 8th <laughs> of May it's a Thursday 
Um, we're going to get a band in. I don't, I'm not sure who yet uh, yeah. to play for. And we're going to have another room full of the, the students' artwork that they've been right. working on for this module. And all of the promo material, like I said, would be produced by the illustration students. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to sorting out the counselling side of things. That might be a year, that might be two years, it might be two months. Yeah. But that's something that's just there that we're going to chip away at and really produce on a bigger scale on the biggest scale we possibly can once that's a thing uh, we are god we have, we have loads and I'm going to I'm going to forget something it's <laughs> alright <laughs> we're doing sad sessions unplugged which is going to be like a online video session alright um, of just bands playing acoustically in, in different spaces and the idea is, is that we can as sad for life bring exposure to the space as much as we can bring exposure to the band yeah um, it's not necessarily going to be bands just on the label um, yeah but you know it's going to be bands that we're as passionate about as the bands on the label yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's going to be spaces not, that we're passionate like. about yeah yeah so like bars that we like and spaces that haven't been used before mm -hmm. and I mean there's there's a the cellars of base camp <laughs> for starters right a, a space of interest for us yeah 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 because it just looks grungy and horrible yeah and if we can have an acoustic act in there with just a video camera set on them then yeah um, so there's that that's going to be happening at some point in the next couple of months and oh man <laughs> I just thought no idea. yeah oh more sad socials yeah the networking event that we run that yeah. seems to have had such a I'll positive I'll the next one yeah, yeah, like there's, fun, yeah. There's so many there's been so many relationships formed from them and it's it's gotten us further than any of the bands that we've signed no offence right. to the bands that sounds awful yeah yeah but that's like <laughs> people have people's attentions have been turned to us because we're doing something that people have always wanted to do and people yeah. have always done we didn't invent networking events yeah 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 but we're doing it through the label's name and we're, yeah. we're, we're removing that curtain of who is producing the magazines who the local photographers and videographers are mm -hmm. you know we're getting rid of the the sort of secrets of, of music and exposing these people to whether you're new to music and whether you've never played a gig before yeah or whether you've been playing for 20 years and you just want to meet the people who are writing NARC magazine. Yeah. You know, that curtain's removed. And yeah. you can go in, you can meet everyone in the room, or you can meet our guests. You can take away what you want. You can bring what you want. Yeah. You can, it's just an open platform for people to come and meet and yeah. socialize and just realize that it's not as scary yeah. as, it, as it seems. People it, think it's like magic, don't they? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, people think that, you know, you, you, it's from like things have created from dust, you know. But everyone, yeah. Everyone's born and is raised, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not normal. And yeah. then do things, you know. You you're born, you're raised, you learn things, and then you do things. Yeah. Essentially, on any scale, whether you just go nine to five, or yeah. whether you're in a band. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, how you, yeah. And everyone's the same. Yeah. And it's not that scary to sit in front of someone and talk to them. Yeah. And I was I was the same, which is where this idea came from. Yeah. Um, and it was you know from being a promoter from when I was sixteen with, with my mate Leon. I, and we did a radio show I'd often just sit there and pipe up when I had the littlest thing to say yeah and I wouldn't you know some of the bands wouldn't even know that I was involved I was just the, the, the kid in the corner of the room yeah and I was the guy that was sending Leon these messages at 3 o'clock in the morning going oh my god this band's meant we need to get them on yeah 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 and then yeah, him yeah. going it's 3 o'clock in the morning Aaron leave me alone <laughs> if you really that want them on that much I'll get them on for you yeah 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 but yeah. you know I, I was very scared and up until I was maybe 23, 24 coming to the end of bilingual I, I sort of got rid of that fear yeah and realised that it wasn't as scary yeah. as, it, as it seems and uh, I, I really want to help people realise that yeah and they uh, can they can just do it and yeah, they can get yeah. themselves out and whether there you're, and whether you're there to make friends or whether you're there to make connections you know it's, yeah. it's an exciting 
creative environment is the best one to be in because yeah. everyone's got something cool to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's doing something different and interesting. Yeah. So and they all, they all help each other, like, um, it's like your topic, but like Jess's collab thing that she put on. Yeah, yeah, it. 100%. Like, the, the, the whole idea behind that was to get, oh, like, problem solve creativity. So, like, someone, like a videographer having an issue with just like someone now looks and feels someone like who's like a singer songwriter can look at it and go oh, like why don't you try this and vice versa you know oh, what I mean and just like uh, people generally that are creative can help each other regardless of if they're yeah, in the same industry that's, you know that's what, what I mean? I'm trying to like shout at people all the time yeah you know people like well I, you know if the, if the mentality is well I'm a musician what, 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 what benefits do I get from standing in a room with photographers I'm like how don't you benefit from yeah, being yeah, friends? Yeah, you know, whether, yeah, whether yeah. It they're turns. missing the point yeah, if they're yeah, thinking yeah. like that and they're totally doing the wrong industry, basically. Yeah, and to be like, fair, thankfully, I haven't really come across that yet. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah, think yeah. there is a lot of, especially younger bands, not realizing that there is a bridge there. Yeah. You know, you're not, you don't, you're not just going to meet photographers at gigs. Yeah. You need to sort of go out. I, the, the one cliche I hear is if you're in a band, you need to go to gigs to meet people. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse <laughs> because you're at a gig, it's loud. Yeah, you can't talk to them, yeah. They can't talk to the bands on stage anyway after they've come off because they're probably buzzing, top of the yeah. world, drunk, or surrounded by family and friends. Yeah, and yeah, There's yeah. nothing scarier than approaching a band and approaching a band who was surrounded by family and friends. Yeah. And it's just not an easy thing to do because the crowd are all looking the one way. And if you see someone in the crowd that you want to talk to, especially at a local gig, where do you, how do you start that conversation? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Shouting yeah. over everyone, hey, I'm such and such. It's not a good place to network. So if you can create that bridge with a networking event, yeah. just... You know, I there was I almost walked a band through at the last sad social. Go right. on, you know, they were like, Oh well, we need this, we need that, oh but you know, we can't do it because of this and I was like, I almost walked them through, not to be patronizing, but to be like, you know, this is so and so from such such and such a magazine. Oh, this guy produces his own merch. Yeah. And they just got more and more excited to the point where after maybe introducing them to three people, they, they went off and did their own. That thing. was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I could see them connecting to people that weren't even guests. You know, right. they were they were just other members of the public who yeah. You know, probably we were doing something creative and we're, we're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But that was mint because this band came in and we just stood with their hands in the pockets looking down when, yeah, I, when yeah, I first started yeah. speaking to them. So that's just mad exciting. Yeah. See those relationships form and see where it goes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then the last thing, obviously, we signed Michael Caden. Yeah. Wrestler for Rise. Uh, he is now the hardcore champion, <laughs> which is mint. His, <laughs> his, uh, his new, I don't know, his gimmick, a frowned upon word, I guess. His new gimmick is yeah. that he is the sad boy Michael Caden, right. which suits his thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like forced it, upon him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just so happened to work. Yeah. Um, he wears sad for life, like patches on his gear. Sad right. boys clubs written on the side of his thing. He's got his own sad sad for life records merch that was right. sold out of in like <laughs> one wrestling event. Amazing, yeah. Um, and he's he's been entered into the games of death, which is a series of death matches in the in the thing of a tournament right uh, which is mad exciting they've got Iceman who is a side wrestling legend if you ever went to a family wrestling show right or hardcore wrestling show in side between the years of like 95 and 2010 yeah you've seen Iceman okay he's a he's folklore in side, <laughs> and he toured Europe and he's one of the most brutal wrestlers you could imagine but he also did family shows right okay <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah, probably, yeah. probably I've never met the guy probably one of the nicest guys you can meet I imagine because yeah. he's from side. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously <laughs> and uh They've got the champion, Big Joe involved, Caden's involved, obviously, or Doherty, the guy who runs Rise. It's going to be it's just a mint tournament to be in. There's a guy from America who is one of the, if not the highest sought deathmatch wrestler in the world. So that's just insane. And Caden's involved in that. Right. And we're going to get some merch in time for that. Um, 
It's going to look really cool. It says Mickey Deathmatch on the back and it looks mint. But, Wicked. Um, so that's happening. And then, fuck knows where we'll go with Caden, but we'll, uh, <laughs> it just seems to be, we didn't expect him to be hardcore champion overnight. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's, yeah, it's, it's mint. It's Good an exciting shit. time. So. Yeah. Nice yeah. one. Thank you. Cool, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, cheers. Cool. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Have a life, have a life records. <laughs> where, can, um, where can people find Sound for Life just um, before, uh, before we end it? Instagram, Twitter, what's... Facebook, it's, it's easy enough to find us because no one else is called Sadfellow Records. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Facebook, there's Instagram, and there is now Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I set Twitter up as Sadfellow Records and as Hill Turn. Yeah. And then I used them for like a day and then stopped using them because I don't know how to use Twitter <laughs> consistently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we now have a guy who I should probably shout out, Liam, yeah. well, uh, Liam Bakewell, who right. is now running our social media, Wicked. doing our playlists, just in charge of being young <laughs> in a label full of <laughs> mid-20s and 30-year-olds. <laughs> Uh, so he's running Twitter as well. So yeah. by the time this goes out, we'll be a lot more active on there. Yeah. Um, but on all those things, if you just search Side for Life Records or Side for Life Rex, yeah. um, you will find us. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Nice one. Thank Thanks for coming on. Cheers, dudes. Appreciate it. So that was episode 25 of RBTV. Hope you enjoyed listening. Um, check out all this cool stuff Aaron's doing. Check out Side for Life Records. They're pretty good. Get yourself a t-shirt or whatever off the website. Um, good people doing good things. And that's what this podcast's all about. Brought to you by 10 Feet Tall. Thank you very much, 10 Feet Tall, for letting me use Basecamp, as always, for my uh, for our podcasts. And, yeah, check out check out Self for Life Records. Check out Counterculture Creative Media. I've set up a Facebook page. It's got, like, barely any likes at the minute. I haven't really put much work into it. Um, called Counterculture, and it's where I'm going to post all the, all the video stuff I do. Um, and kind of, like, anything I find exciting or interesting. Um, I'm taking, like, a step away from using my personal facebook profile just because fucking the internet's brutal at the minute it's just full of racists and it's just like t-sides getting me down so i've set up a page to kind of put my work out there and to communicate with people through that because i like making stuff and uh some people like watching some of the stuff i make so so i still like to put it out there but i just can't face it at the minute i'm not going to go into too much detail about it um but yeah i think okay Right, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, I'd like to get some, some people on the podcast that have been putting out some unsavory stuff on the internet. Um, namely, number one, um, Mr. Preston. I've met Andy Preston a few times. Uh, he's all right. I've done some work for him through through my, my nine-to-five job. Uh, and we've always got on, but that thing he posted about immigrants ruining the area basically uh yeah i'd like to have a talk to him about it in a fully open safe manner i'd like i'd love to have him on the podcast to have a discussion about it i know he's done mike's podcast um i'll drop him an email i think and, and see if he wants to come on and uh we'll talk out some ideas figure out where he's coming from because maybe his intentions were, were pure maybe they weren't at I don't know. I know nothing about politics. Um, so, yeah. But I'd, I'd like to have everyone have a chat in uh, a less less restricted manner. We can talk about what we want um, in, in, in an open, safe way. So, Mr. Preston, if you'd like to come on the podcast, uh, you're more than welcome. This is an invite. Also, whoever's responsible for whatever the Gazette's posting out... I feel like we should probably have a chat as well. Um, some of the, your agendas and some of the stuff you've been saying don't, don't quite sit right with me, but maybe I'm taking it the wrong way. I, I, I don't know. Uh, come on, let's have a chat. Let, let, let's figure it out. It'd be, be lovely. Who, whoever's written the articles, you know which ones I mean. 
um, or whoever's in charge of like the PR or, or posting them all out. Come on, let's have a chat. Um, yeah, I want to see what's going on in, in, in your heads. And uh, ultimately, I, I'd like to make Teesside a nice place to live. I think it is a nice place to live. Um, and, and people are causing unnecessary ten- tension between um, within the community. And I don't like that. Um, I want everyone to have a nice time. So yeah, uh, come on the podcast. Let's talk. Let's figure these things out. Uh, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'll stop laughing on now. Have a lovely day, evening, weekend, whatever the fuck it is. Check out our Inside for Life records. He's, he's a good dude. Listen to Hilton. Bye.